And can you hear me? Is it working okay? Okay. All right. Uh, this afternoon, I would like to talk uh, a little while, uh, looking con us continuing to look at Paul's missionary journeys um, and the Thessalonians. But really looking this afternoon more at some of the challenges that they faced and the character that they developed. Now, Paul met the Thessalonians uh, on what the Bible says, or what typically is, is believed to be a second missionary journey. And Paul and Barnabas, it's really interesting to see that at the end of their first journey, they don't seem to sit still for very long. Um, but they uh, almost immediately begin to say that they want to go back. They want to visit uh, all the churches that they had visited on the first trip, and they decided they want to do that. Only problem is, things did not start out very well. In Acts chapter 15, verses 34 through 36, it says, Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the brothers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them at Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. So just as Paul and Barnabas are ready to return um, and go back to the work, and you know that they loved it. They loved that work of preaching and teaching all these uh, new Christians, and they wanted to come back and strengthen them. And, but they had this, this big disagreement over John Mark because he had failed them in the past. And I think sometimes even faithful leaders like Paul and Barnabas cannot reach an agreement um, on how they should go forward, how they should proceed. Um, and sometimes it's just that we find ourselves in sharp disagreement with other, with other people, other, other Christians. And so what, what do we do? Um, sometimes we may be able to reach a, a, a compromise, or maybe, we, maybe a re, an agreement can be worked out with uh, more time uh, or further discussion, but sometimes the disagreement just cannot be resolved at that time. And Paul, in this instance, we see that Paul and Barnabas just parted ways. Uh, but I think it's important for us to notice that neither one of them quit. They didn't say, I'm done. I'm out of here, um, as far as working for the Lord. Neither one of them did that. Neither, the, neither one of them quit. They just, at that time, they decided that they had to part ways. Um, quitting was not an option for either one of them, and it should not be an option for us either. So we need to, to, to stay the course. Working with people is often hard. You know, I've known, uh, I've worked with people for a while, several different congregations, and it's not easy. And their things rarely go smoothly. It's, they're rarely smooth sailing in the church for long. Um, I wonder why that is. Because there's people involved. And uh, people are trouble. 
Uh, but people are worth it. People are, you know, the people that Jesus died for, all of us. So although sometimes we're hard to work with, we need to continue working uh, and trying to uh, work as effectively as we can for the Lord. The next problem that Paul encountered or that we're told about in the scriptures is that his plans for the trip were different than God's plans, which can be a problem, right? Um, his plans for the trip were different than what God's plans were. It says in Acts 16, verses 6 through 10, this is what it says. Paul and his companions traveled through the region of Phygeria, Galatia, having been kept, from the, by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mycenae, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mycenae and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging them, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, we don't know exactly, we don't know why God didn't just tell them exactly where to go um, from the very beginning. And so we can see that even apostles, apostles of God who's, who've received so many, especially Paul, who had received so many in depth and amazing revelation from God was not told exactly where he was supposed to go. So he had some frustration um, with that and he couldn't go where he had intended to go. They couldn't go back to the places that they had intended. So what do we do? I think we just keep working. We keep trying to be faithful until things become more clear about um, what it is we should do. And even with the vision of, Mas of the man of Macedonia, it's not like God had actually given them an explicit, explicit command. This is what I want you to do. Instead, they seemed to be going, they went where the doors seemed to be opening, and they accepted that vision as being an indication of what God wanted them to do. But there are times when we're frustrated, where what we're trying to do um, we're unable to do it the way we want to do it or the way we think we should do it. And maybe we need to pray. Um, maybe we need to wait until direction becomes clearer. Um, perhaps we need to figure out why what, we, what our plans are may not be what God wants and try to look at them and evaluate what we're doing. And I just... Uh, thought about the proverb, in Proverbs 16, verse 9 says, the, man of mind, the, man, the mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So we, sometimes we're frustrated. Sometimes we can't do what we think we ought to be doing, um, or it doesn't work out the way we hope. But we have to just be faithful and look for those open doors and what, what we may try to do instead. Next, I want us to look at uh, Acts, in Acts, where it describes what happened, what actually happened, uh, how it describes the, uh, when Paul came to, the, to Thessalonica. And one of the nice things about Acts is Acts covers about a 30-year time period. 
And from the time when Jesus was raised up to go back to heaven um, to the time when Paul, I believe, is in, in house arrest in Rome. But that covers so much of his activities and his writings. Um, and, and by looking at Acts and looking at these different letters that Paul writes, we can get a sense of or a better understanding of what was going on because the letters are a point in time and Acts gives us the whole flow of his travels and meetings with different people and what had happened. But anyway, uh, Acts chapter 17 verse 9 says, uh, when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica where there was a Jewish synagogue. As his custom was, Paul went into the synagogue and on three Sabbath days, he reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that the Christ had to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I am proclaiming to you is the Christ, he said. Some of the Jews were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a large number of God-fearing Greeks and not a few prominent women. But the Jews were jealous, so they stirred up some bad characters from the marketplace, formed a mob, and started a riot in the city. They rushed to Jason's house in search of Paul and Silas in order to bring them out to the crowd. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some, of, and some other brothers before the city officials shouting, these men have caused trouble all over the world and have, come and have now come here. And Jason welcomed them into his home, into his house. They are all defying Caesar's decrees, saying there is another king, one called Jesus. When they heard this, the crowd and the city officials were thrown into turmoil. Then they met Jason and the others. Then they made Jason and the others postpone and let them go. Then the brothers sent Paul and Silas away from Thessalonica, uh, probably for their own safety, and um, they went to Athens. Now they had only been in Thessalonica for how long? Do you, did you catch that? It was only for three Sundays, three days that they, they were with them. So they were only there for like three weeks. And, they, and how could the church and how would the church do in such a hostile environment? And so while Paul is in Athens, he's very concerned about what's going on. I'm not sure exactly how long it was, but it wasn't long before he wrote this letter of Thessalonians. And, but he was very concerned in Athens, he tells us, in chapter 3 of Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians. He was worried about them because here they were, new Christians, um, some of them had left Judaism, and, or they had been Jews, or they still were Jews, but they had become Christians. Um, and so what he did is he eventually sent Timothy to see how they were doing and to encourage their faith. So Timothy goes, and he brings back to Paul an outstanding message, an outstanding report about the people and the Thessalonica church the Thessalonians. So Paul is overjoyed. And so when he writes this uh, letter, he's gotten, he has received this good news back from Timothy. And this is what he says in 1 Thessalonians 3, verse 5 through 8. He said, For this reason, when I could endure it no longer, I also sent you to find out about your faith, 
for fear that the tempter may have tempted you and our labor would be in vain. But now that Timothy has come to us from you and has brought us good news of your faith and love, that you always think kindly of us, longing to see us, just as we also long to see you. For this reason, brethren, in all of our distress and affliction, we are comforted about you through your faith. For now we really live if you stand firm in the Lord. And you can see how, Paul, how invested, how deeply invested Paul is in the Thessalonians. He wanted to know how they were doing. He sends Timothy to see how they are doing. And um, he comes back with a really good report. And we're going to look at a couple of other passages about what Paul, other things Paul wrote about the Thessalonians. But Paul is so proud of them because they're standing firm. Uh, they're doing well. And we know that when we look at um, other letters that Paul wrote, that he didn't always write happy letters. You know, sometimes there was problems. Sometimes there was uh, things that had to be corrected. And when he had to, Paul corrected them. He would correct them rather than commend them. Um, and he did that because he loved them. He wanted them to be right with God. But with the Thessalonians, um, he, didn't have to, he didn't have to do that. It was really a great report that Timothy brought back. But what if there had been problems at Thessalonica that the church hid from Timothy? Paul would have received a false report and would not have been made aware of the problems. Therefore, he wouldn't have been able to correct them. He wouldn't have been able to address them. So I think we all need to be willing to confront problems uh, when we become aware of them in the church so we can deal with those problems. And ultimately, we're all just trying to be saved and honor God so we can spend eternity with God. And sometimes that confrontation just needs to be one-on-one with you and another person. Sometimes you may need to bring in other people. Uh, sometimes you may be, need to have to bring in the elders to help with that problem. Um, but it's important for us to be honest and straightforward about whatever the problem is. Otherwise, it won't be resolved. So we need to try to, to do that as best that we can. But, as I said, thankfully, the report Paul got from Timothy was true. He received a good report, and he is able to praise Thessalonians. What it says in the, the passage that John read, 1 Thessalonians 1, 6-8, You became imitators of us and of the Lord in spite of severe suffering. You welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit, and you became a model to all believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia, Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we don't need to say anything about it. So there was nothing for Paul to say. Their uh, their faith was known. They had accepted his message, and it was in spite of the persecution. And we, we read, when we read that passage from Acts, that they were having a riot, basically. They were really furious that... The, the, the Gentiles and some of the Jews were receiving Christ and accepting Christ. 
So they had, in Thessalonica, a lot to deal with, potentially. It, it sounds like that they uh, had possibly problems being attacked by their own people. And because uh, they were, some of them were Jews, and it must have been really difficult for them to be, um, you know, criticized and attacked by their people. And, but the Thessalonians held firm, and they did so well that they were models for everyone, every, all the other churches in the area. I want us to examine one more passage regarding the Thessalonians and the character that they had, and that's from 1 Thessalonians 4, 9 and 10. And this one says, Now as to the love of the brethren, you have no need for anyone to write to you. For you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. For indeed you do practice it toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, to excel still more. And I really like this passage because it's, he says, Paul tells them, they are taught by God to love one another. And again, Paul commends them and urges them to excel more and more. But uh, Paul doesn't have to teach them about loving one another. They have learned from God. And that's, um, that's what we, we need to do. And it's really a great thing that through his word, um, you know, they have learned about love through Jesus and his example. And then God works on our hearts and minds through his word, through the Bible, and through the Holy Spirit. And he teaches us. You know, the, the, the preaching and the teaching that you receive is really reminding you of things you should know or that you have studied. Um, and we're just reminding you and encouraging you because we're all to be taught by God and to be, to be led by him. And that is so important. I mean, like with these uh, Thessalonians, many of them probably broke family ties when they became Christians. Uh, they may have faced rejection uh, from them because they accepted Christ. So they needed a family um, that would love them. And Paul commends them uh, that they had learned and they excelled in love. Uh, but he still urges them to do even better, to do even more uh, in the, as far as excelling in love. Um, so again, we should just be practicing these things. Uh, we should be taught by God. We should be studying the scriptures. We should be practicing the scriptures and trying to really carry out what Jesus has said. So that is really the lesson I wanted us to bring, to think about the, the character of the Thessalonians and also the challenge and character that Paul demonstrated as he went on his missionary journeys. Again, I want to remind us that Jesus died for us and that he came um, so that every person could have hope and confidence in eternal life with God. And we just need to realize, once again, that we are all in the same boat. We're all sinners. We have, we commit sin. Um, that's one of the th reasons we may be so hard to deal with at times in the church. Um, but we all need each other to help us, to carry us along, and to, to try to get us there. And anyone who is not named Christ needs to, to join and needs to have the forgiveness of their sins.
So like us, they can begin uh, living with that hope of eternal life and begin to honor and serve Christ in the best way possible. Um, and I just love the idea of just becoming born of God and not of uh, a person's decision, but anyone who receives Jesus has the right to become children of God. And again, if anyone wants to come, I, we may be all church members, if you want to come and just share something that the church can pray about, you can do that now also as we stand and sing.